Welcome to Love from the Hip presents the Conscious Coaching Hour. I am intuitive medium, spiritual coach, and your host, Sakura Sutter. I am also the host of Love from the Hip. And I'm Jeanette Dames, angel therapy practitioner and heal your money story coach. And I am author and transformational coach, Rory Reich. We created this show with the intention of assisting you in awakening your intuition and inner coach and to help you live your best life. We'll have real conversations, provide guidance and support to your questions, and share our own personal experiences along the way. Today's topic is abandonment. Abandonment is loss, and when it happens repeatedly, it creates trauma, which can have long-term effects. Childhood abandonment, for example, can continue to greatly impact our relationships into adulthood. We don't just outgrow the effects of it, and research has proven how abandonment and neglect can interfere with our brain development. Evidence of this has been displayed through John Bowlby's attachment theory, in which our early relationships and emotional bonding can influence the way in which we form relationships and the types of relationships we choose to have throughout our life. Children who are abandoned may suffer from an insecure attachment style and may therefore have a harder time finding healthy and loving relationships as an adult. Although it would seem that most people who struggle from a fear of abandonment or the trauma of it were abandoned as a child, that is simply not the case. Abandonment can show up in a number of ways, including grieving a loss, losing a friend, job loss, losing your home, your marriage or relationship, and your sense of purpose, as well as believing you will never have a relationship and therefore end up feeling alone. The symptoms of abandonment can show up in a multitude of ways, from difficulty trusting others, shame, anxiety, depression, perfectionism, self-sabotage, lack of self-worth, insecurity, people-pleasing, and codependency. Abandonment also causes PTSD. Psychologists say abandonment has its own grief trauma, and psychotherapists like Susan Anderson says it has its own grief process as well, which falls into five universal stages, spelling out the acronym SWIRL, shattering, withdrawal, internalizing, rage, and lifting. Shattering, Anderson describes it as a stab wound to the heart. It is a sudden disconnection which sends you into panic, devastation, shock, and bewilderment. Withdrawal is a love withdrawal, likened to that of a heroin withdrawal, each said to create an intense yearning stemming from the opiates in the body. Your symptoms may include extreme anxiety, shakiness, restlessness, sleeplessness, or loss of appetite. Internalizing is when you begin to turn your anger inward, beating yourself up, blaming yourself, in turn creating more depressed thoughts. Anderson says this is the stage where one can really scar their self-image and interfere with future relationships in the form of intrusive insecurity. Rage, the fourth stage, is where you attempt to reverse the rejection, where you express rage in being left over the situation. Your anger becomes like that of a pressure cooker, and you react easily. Lifting, the final stage, is when life begins to distract you, and you essentially get lifted back into who you are. This is where you may experience intervals of peace and confidence. Anderson cautions, however, lifting way beyond oneself and your feelings, as this can cause one to lose touch with themselves and their capacity for love and connection. Anderson says we can go back and forth between these phases, experience two or more at once, or be thrown right back in when we think we are done. In addition, we can have mini swirls, which she says might look like something like being ignored by a friend or feeling let down by a family member. Anderson also shares 36 characteristics of PTSD of abandonment, which is worth looking at. Some of these include emotional anorexia or emotional bulimia, which she describes as difficulty feeling the affection and other physical comforts offered by a willing partner because we end up keeping them out or pushing them away. Or another good one is a tendency to have emotional hangovers the morning after you have had contact with an ex or with someone whom you have felt pain over. The important thing to know is that you can recover from the trauma of abandonment. It is never too late. One way I recommend doing so, and it is not done overnight, is by building a relationship with yourself again. Rediscover who you are and your why. What is one thing you would recommend, Rory? Uh, First off, I really love uh, the stages and the acronym. 
Um, but I think for me, it's really about understanding your story, right? Like first we really need to understand what's going on. And then I think it's changing your story, mm -hmm. right? It's, it's getting out of that place where you're a victim and it's choosing to look at the situation in a different way. And I think until we choose to look at a situation in a different way, it's very hard to change. Yeah. Like getting stuck in that narrative. Yeah. Yeah. What about for you, Jeanette? What's one thing that you would recommend? Well, as an angel therapy practitioner and that being my main focus, um, the first thing I would say is you need to connect with your angels because they're your biggest support system and they will never abandon you. And the second thing is it's really a tough call, but to look at every aspect of why it happened, because yeah. it may really have nothing to do with you at all, yet you're internalizing all this trauma. So if there's a way to find out the information surrounding the situation, and I'm talking about children, obviously, when you're a child and you're grown up trying to go back and and re-put things, put the pieces back together again. Mm -hmm. So absolutely, trying to get all the information around the situation. And I like how you brought up the angels because, again, that's just reiterating that we're never alone, right? Mm -hmm. All yeah. right. Well, with that, we're going to discuss more ways you can overcome your struggle with abandonment on today's show. But remember, we are here for you and are offering up intuitive guidance and coaching on any issue you are dealing with. So you can message us on our Facebook page, and that's Love From The Hip, HYP. Stick around for more of the Conscious Coaching Hour. The passing of our loved ones always proves to be very challenging, but can be met with ease when working with someone who can hold space, compassion, and especially someone who works across the veil. Allow Sakura Sutter, multidimensional channeler and intuitive medium, to be your spiritual guide with the other side. No matter if you choose to communicate with your transitioned loved ones to help you with the grieving process, or connect with spiritual, galactic, and other light beings to explore and dive in more on your spiritual path, Sakura can assist you. Not only does Sakura channel insightful messages, but she also incorporates her metaphysical tools to help you move through blocks and unprocessed emotions and feelings, providing you with a closure, relief, and new mindset to move forward. So don't hesitate to take your first step towards healing so you can start living your life once again. Remote sessions available. Contact Sakura at sakurasutter.com. That's S-A-K-U-R-A-S-U-T-T-E-R.com. A health crisis is one of the most challenging situations we will experience in our lifetime. It leaves us frightened, confused, and asking, why did this happen to me? Transformational coach Rory Reich experienced his healing crisis when the life he had so carefully constructed came crumbling down around him. The universe had offered him a challenge. He chose to accept it and to rediscover who he was before it was too late. In his book, Transform Yourself Through Disease, Rory shares his personal journey alongside eight practical steps to help those who are stuck realize their self-impairing beliefs and discover ways of transforming them so they can reclaim their health and create the life of their dreams. Don't let your health crisis define you. Take the next step and transform yourself today. For a free life coaching consultation, contact Rory at RoryReich.com. That's R-O-R-Y-R-E-I-C-H dot com. Hypnotherapy helps you discover and explore deep, sustainable life changes. Let Sakura guide your communication with your unconscious mind. Rid yourself of negative behaviors, fears, pains, and emotions. Weight loss, smoking, childhood drama, chronic pain, and much more can be addressed. Begin healing now. Learn more. SakuraSkinAndMind.com S-A-K-U-R-A SkinAndMind.com Bring out the healthy way of thinking you didn't know you had. Welcome back to Love from the Hip presents the Conscious Coaching Hour. I'm Sakura Sutter, intuitive medium and spiritual coach. I'm also the host of Love from the Hip. And I'm Jeanette Dames, angel therapy practitioner and heal your money story coach. And I'm transformational coach, author and your host, Roy Reich. On today's show, we're discussing abandonment. If you have a question or need some advice, message us directly on our Facebook page, Love from the Hip. That's H-Y-P. All right, Jeanette. I thought we could start with you. Do you have an abandonment story to share? Well, I do. And I'd like to kind of tie it into what I said earlier about not having complete information. And this haunted me for a long time. Um, when I was 16, um, I had a weekend of abandonment. Um, my high school boyfriend, and when you're 16, that's pretty important to you, um, left to go to Europe for the summer. And that wasn't really abandonment, but I knew he was leaving. He was going to, on a, you know what? 
tri- uh, school trip thing. But the next, my sister got married on Saturday and we weren't, we weren't that really close, but she, okay, she was leaving. And then that was all happened on Saturday. And on Sunday night, my father walked out. And all I knew was I heard the garage door slam and I heard my mother screaming and I was already in bed and I came out to try and figure out what was going on and to not go into a whole lot of other details about it. I finally caught up with my father two weeks later and asked him what was going on, what caused all of this. And he said, well, I wanted to leave for a long time. And I said, well, why didn't you? And he said, I had to wait till your sister has someone to take care of her. Mm-hmm. And my sister was six years older than me. And and I said, but what about me? And he said, you're old enough to take care of yourself. And I was 16. I mean, I was crushed and that mm-hmm. crushed me for a long time, but I buried it and I stepped up to the plate and just took care of myself for the next couple of years. But it wasn't until years later, and I'm not really going to go into details about that, that I started to have conversations with my father to understand what he was going through. Mm. And and it was it was very deep stuff where he needed time alone and he couldn't handle the responsibility of taking care of a family at that point in time because he'd never taken care of his own stuff. And this is back in the 70s. So at that point, my dad, born in 1913, he was never taught skills right. to deal with issues or have conversations about them. In that era, men were not allowed to talk about their emotions. And so it was just the the perfect example of understanding that it wasn't about me. He saw me as a strong, competent young woman who would be able to take care of herself in that environment. And he knew that that would be okay, that it would be okay for him to leave. But he didn't have the skills to tell me that. Mm-hmm. He just knew that he was in such deep pain of his own, he had to leave. And my parents eventually worked it out and got back together again and spent the rest of their lives together. So it was, it did have a beautiful ending, but we need to get complete information before we make judgment about anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting because, you know, sometimes we forget how far we've come with the language that's been developed around all this stuff over the last 50 mm-hmm. years, 20 years, 10 years, right? Like it, it was a, a very different world and our ability to communicate was very different. Mm-hmm. And we forget that sometimes because I was going to ask you, I was like, you know, how come you and your father didn't have that conversation at that time? Well, you answered that question like he wasn't capable as a 16 year old. You probably didn't have the language to even understand that stuff either. No. Yeah. Or there wasn't time. We, there wasn't time. It was it was probably about four years, five years later. Um, we went on a camping trip, just the two of us. And sitting around the campfire, we're able to have that conversation. And I could ask him all the questions. And he was, he had no idea how badly he hurt me. Because all he could see was, she's so independent. She'll be fine. You right. Know, which I was. So, yeah. Well, well, and it sounds like you didn't really completely show the way that you felt, or maybe you weren't even totally aware of how it impacted you at the time because you just, as you mentioned, you buried it. I did. I picked up the pieces and and had to take care of my mom. Yeah. I mean, that's some of the challenging part (laughs) is when we don't show that, like when we don't show that reaction, then they make that assumption. Like, oh, it is. It's okay. You're fine. Mm -hmm. Now, is forgiveness a big part of healing for you? Um, I don't feel like I ever had to forgive. I don't feel like there was ever anything to forgive. I don't think that ever came into the picture. No. Um, that might be something to look at now. He's, you know, he's made his transition in 2008, but um, we, ha- we always had a good relationship after that. We we're actually very close. That's good. What yeah. about for you, Rory? Ooh, uh, I would say that that word is definitely a, a pretty prominent word. Like in my story, you know, my parents got divorced when I was two and a half. And then I didn't see my dad again for 20 years or talk to him. Mm. But I grew up not really noticing, not knowing the difference, right? I was so young. And then eventually when I became old enough, like I just didn't have a dad that was normal. Um, And then my mom had some challenges with my brother and she sent my brother away to go live with his dad. He had a different dad when I was seven. So he was in my life and all of a sudden he was gone. Again, I was totally oblivious to how any of this affected me. And so I think I've had a lot of people leave my life that were important people in my life at a young age, and it's definitely had a huge impact on who I am. I think, you know, like you, Jeanette, I don't, I don't have a lot of blame 
Um, I mean, at this point in my life, I think I've done enough work to understand that people are people. I mean, it's definitely affected my ability to be completely open uh, and be vulnerable, but I don't look at either of those situations, uh, especially with my dad. Like, we've made contact. We talk. It's fine. We don't have a close relationship, but um, just mostly because I don't think he's totally capable of having that type of relationship, the one that I want to have, but Mm -hmm. I don't have any hard feelings. Like, I kind of look back at it and say, it was a different time. He had a lot of things going on in his life, like... He had a very, <laughs> he created a very challenging life for himself. Um, and so, yeah, a lot of it for me is just, again, kind of alluded to this earlier, it's just about the way that we look at the situation too, right? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, and we can get into this more, but like that, the, that context that you apply to the situation is everything. Um, and it's a lot of what helps us to, to be able to move on or to, to be stuck. So mm-hmm. uh, how about you, Sakura? Um, I would definitely say that I was abandoned as a child, not necessarily physically, except when my parents would go to work because they worked a lot. Um, I mean, they were young parents, too, but also just in the emotional sense. I feel like I was, you know, I couldn't talk to my I would never talk to my parents about the things that I talk about with my daughter today. And I did carry that into my adulthood. And it you know, came out in my relationships, I would call myself, I, I, <laughs> I saw this word on the internet and I was like, oh my gosh, that, that was me, an abandoholic, right? Just always oh, <laughs> abandoholic, <Yeah. laughs> just getting together with people who are completely emotionally unavailable because A, that's what I thought I deserved and B, that that's all I knew. Yeah, that was the normal yeah. dynamic. Yeah. And yeah. then moving from having those types of relationships with other people I was also just getting further and further away from myself. So as far as, you know, abandoning other people, I abandoned myself. And I didn't realize that until I got really sick. And then that's when I had the opportunity to step back into who I am and make amends with myself and, you know, make a commitment to living my life. Have you guys abandoned anyone? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'd say it's so interesting because there there are so many different forms of abandonment. And you're right, like abandoning yourself. Um, you know, it's, I don't know if I feel like I've abandoned anyone. I think when you obviously ended a relationship, I don't think that's necessarily abandonment, right? That's a choice that you don't want to continue this relationship. I would say that there's people that have probably felt like I've abandoned them mm-hmm. because I just, maybe they wanted more from me than I was capable of giving. And I think from their perspective, that hurt and they felt like, I was able to give more in this situation. I should be giving more in this situation. And so, again, it kind of comes back to perspective and communication, right, um, mm-hmm. which is every relationship. But outside of that, I don't, I don't know. I make a really – I try to be very aware of how I show up in the world, how I am in my relationships. But I also try to honor myself at this point and not try to be someone that I'm not. Mm-hmm. Right. Like we're not every we're not going to get along perfectly with everyone. Not everyone's meant to be our best friend or our partner or this or that. And so I think it is a fine balance between, you know, being caring and thoughtful, but also having good boundaries about like this is who I am. And you either appreciate it and love it and, mm-hmm. and gel with it or you don't. And I think that's a great point. I think a lot of times when we end a relationship, it could feel yeah, like abandonment totally. to a lot of people, uh-huh. even in our friendships, right? Yep. I mean, think about the friends that you have now versus 20 years ago, and maybe you still have those friends, but they're not as close. And do they feel abandoned? Do you, you know, do you feel abandoned from them? So what about you, Jeanette? Do you have anything to add? To well, um, yeah, I wanted, I wanted to address what you talked about, about the abandoholic yeah. issue. Um, because I, that's a perfect way to phrase it. I hadn't, I was trying talking, I was, we were both talking, I was trying, how do we talk about this? But I think that's a natural byproduct of ha- having that abandonment as a smaller child, that you pick partners that are never going to be emotionally available for you because then you don't have to become emotionally involved in them. And then when they leave, you protect yourself by not being, <clears throat> excuse me, hurt as much. Right. And on this, on the flip side of that, do we as abandoned holics, which I hope I'm not anymore, I don't think I am anymore, but do we do that to other people by not letting them in enough and not being able to trust them, other people enough to become close to us? And then they feel that on the other side of it. 
Mm. Oh, one hundred. That's a self sabotage. Well, I will say that you know, yeah. listening to you two, like I have not chosen relationships where people abandon me. I usually leave almost every relationship I'm mm. in. So it is the flip side mm-hmm. where I don't allow myself to get hurt because I'll I'll walk away. Of course, I hope that's. Or not you don't what, allow it to get that deep. Doing yeah, I mean, I don't even. I I think at the time I probably thought I was right. getting deep, but yeah, yeah, of course, yeah, it's just not allowing yourself to get hurt. So you control the situation. But I think to go to what you're saying, Jeanette, in order to break that pattern or break that cycle, and I don't think you're an abandoholic anymore. I don't think that I am either. And I think it requires stepping up your relationship, right? Choosing mm-hmm. to choosing yourself first and therefore then choosing the relationship that matches that vibration, right? Yeah. Yeah. So what about other behaviors that stem from this? And I, I wanted to bring up a, one other thing that we haven't addressed, and that's abandonment from jobs. Mm. Because there was only, there. I know that there have been a couple of, of instances in my life where I was, I came into work one day, and this was at a, a prominent Seattle retailer <laughs> where I had been for 10 years, thinking I was having a meeting with my boss. And I walked into the room and it was, someone telling me that my job had been eliminated, two people saying they were coaches going to help me try to find a new job, and two security personnel who were going to escort me back to my desk to empty everything out. It was a it was a company-wide thing that was happening to 80 other people at the same time. Mm. But the fury that I felt at that, because my boss had not even, they wouldn't even allow her to give me the news or tell me why. That was an extreme sense of abandonment for me. And so Absolutely. I don't think people... We don't always take this topic of being abandoned into our workforce. And, and, it, and it had nothing to do with me, nothing to do with me. It rarely does. And, and if it is, you know from your performance appraisals that you, you got something you got to fix. And if you didn't, you, then you're, you're history. Right. So I think I want, just want to bring that up to people that are in, in job situations where companies are making reorganizations all the time and right. your position may not be there, especially in huge corporations. So that's just another situation. Um, But I think the abandonment of self is really an important thing to talk about um, for your health reasons. We abandon ourselves and we take it upon ourselves to be angry at ourselves because we think it's because of us. And I mean, you had a very extreme situation, um, but we've all had them. Mm -hmm. We, We start binge eating on horrible things. We start, yes, excessive alcohol abuse drug abuse, it takes gazillion forms. And man, as coaches, if we could only sit back with these people early on and say, it's not about you. Yeah. And you just want to hold them in your arms and say, what can, let me be here for you. Let me explain to you how it's not about you. Yeah. Well, and I think it kind of goes back to the times and the language. Like, I don't, you know, we just weren't prepared to do that. 50 years ago or maybe 40 years ago or right 30, but now like we weren't we, allowed to yeah well now well mm-hmm. it just wasn't even we didn't even understand mm-hmm. human psychology <laughs> in the way that we do now and so i do believe that you know the way we're raising our children now is very different than the way we were raised mm-hmm. and ideally over time like this new language just propagates and becomes more of the norm but you know i look back and think well we really couldn't have done it different back then we just didn't have the tools. We didn't have the knowledge. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, like my heart goes out to I wish, you know, it could have been different back then. But also, we also know that we need to go through these lessons, right? right like, I mean, I think all of us know that our health issues and the, the challenges in our life were also there for a reason. And we learned a lot from it and we grew and it's put a lot of us in the place that we're in now in terms of wanting to help others more than ever. So, And mm-hmm. understanding the pattern of it, right? I mean... The fact that it shows up in our childhood also means that your parents were most likely abandoned. Well, yeah, you know? And so yeah. then you have to stop that with you so it doesn't carry on to your children. Like, I'm sure, Rory, your relationship with your daughter is completely different it, than it, your dad's relationship. Yeah, with it's you. interesting. I know we got to go to a commercial in a sec, but I think it is also that DNA energy family dynamic that does get passed on. So even though we may be making different choices with our children, there is still an energy that we are passing on to our children. And so it's curious to think about like, what's that balance that they're going to deal with? Like right. they got less of it, 
Right. But was it enough? And, you know, so when is the cycle truly going to be broken? Yeah. All right. Well, with that, we're going to take a quick break. So stay tuned for more of the Conscious Coaching Hour. And if you have a question about abandonment or would like an intuitive message or coaching advice on any issue, message us directly on our Facebook page, Love From The Hip, that's HYP. Do you wonder why you repeat behaviors that don't serve you? Do you struggle with self-love? Are you intimidated by situations where you want to stand up for yourself but can't? If any of those resonate with you, you may be living someone else's story. This can lead to dysfunctional relationships, emotional shutdowns, and regrets. Every part of your life may be a reflection of someone else's story. It's time to live your life. In 2005, spiritual life coach Jeanette Dames realized she was living other people's stories. She recreated her life to live her story and love, joy, peace, health, and prosperity showed up. From this deep transformation, Jeanette has developed a six-week coaching program to help you create your life your way. She can help you make it a dazzling reality. It's time to let go of what you absorbed from others and create the life you want. Visit RiverAngelRanch.com for more information. That's R-I-V-E-R-A-N-G-E-L-R-A-N-C-H.com. Taking care of your body's largest organ can be difficult, but not for Astera Skincare Mist. This topical skin spray supports your skin's own natural healing defenses. Astera Skincare Mist is a light misting spray, free of parabens, alcohol, toxins, and fragrance. This all-natural topical skin spray will take the woe out of your skincare worries without clogging your pores. Irritation, inflammation, redness, post-procedure sensitivities, no problem. With Astera Skincare Mist, you can continue about your day without the skin dismay. Acne, rosacea, psoriasis, sunburns, rashes, and fungus? Don't let these skin concerns inconvenience you. Instead, let Astera Skincare Mist allow you to be happy in the skin you're in. Available at Sakura Skin and Mind. Learn more at AsteraCare.com. That's E-S-T-H-E-R-A Care.com. A health crisis is one of the most challenging situations we will experience in our lifetime. It leaves us frightened, confused, and asking, why did this happen to me? Transformational coach Rory Reich experienced his healing crisis when the life he had so carefully constructed came crumbling down around him. The universe had offered him a challenge. He chose to accept it and to rediscover who he was before it was too late. In his book, Transform Yourself Through Disease, Rory shares his personal journey alongside eight practical steps to help those who are stuck realize their self-impairing beliefs and discover ways of transforming them so they can reclaim their health and create the life of their dreams. Don't let your health crisis define you. Take the next step and transform yourself today. For a free life coaching consultation, contact Rory at RoryReich.com. That's R-O-R-Y-R-E-I-C-H.com. Welcome back to Love from the Hip presents the Conscious Coaching Hour. I'm intuitive medium, spiritual coach, and your host, Sakura Sutter. I am also the host of Love from the Hip. And I'm Jeanette Dames, angel therapy practitioner and heal your money story coach. And I'm transformational coach, author, and your host, Rory Reich. On today's show, we're discussing abandonment. If you have a question or need some advice, message us directly on our Facebook page, Love from the Hip. That's HYP. It's time now for our angels and ancestors to take to the airwaves. When we were talking before the break, and another thought came to me of a story that one of my greatest mentors, Wayne Dyer, used to use. And that was, he, the way he tells it is, before I came down here to earth, before I was born, I was having a conversation with God. And God said, what do you want to be when you go down there? And he said, I want to be a strong, in, in, um, inspirational coach and teach people how to live their lives with strength. Or, I don't remember what all the verbiage was. And God said, well, we better get your little ass down there into a, an orphanage. <laughs> and which is what happened to his life. His mother had three children and his father deserted them, abandoned them completely. And so his mom literally had to put the children into an orphanage because she could not take care of them. She could not support them. And it wasn't until about, I think they were in there five or six years before she was able to have the um, financial ability to bring them back home again. So he carried that anger all of his life but he wasn't until he found his father's grave because he never knew his dad hmm. um, and went there literally to spit on the grave, so to speak, that oh. it occurred to him 
that this happened because it was what he needed to make the shift and the change that he needed to make in his life. Mm. So, you know, and he, of course, he wasn't old enough to, to put all that together, but all kinds of things happen to, to awaken us, to make a shift in our life that we wouldn't have seen otherwise. So I, I think that his abandonment was a great big tool for him. And it could be that that along with a lot of other emotional issues are great big tools for us to wake up and say, whoa, okay, if this hadn't happened, I wouldn't have the opportunity to do X fill in the blank. Absolutely. Yeah. And there's a difference between learning something in a textbook and living something and have the empathy and compassion from that situation, right? And applying it. Yeah. Yeah. And empathy is the card that I pulled. Oh, well, (laughs) of course I knew that. (laughs) That was you too. <laughs> you're you're getting your clairvoyant skills uh, down, uh, right? Yeah. Awesome. When, when we talk when we talk to our angels and ancestors, um, that just happened to be the card that I called and that pulled. And I feel that that's we need to be open to both, to both sides of situation. This seems to be my theme today because that's what keeps coming up, and that happened to be in the card that I pulled. So we never really know someone else's motivation. We have to just try and be empathetic to whatever it is that they're going through and and realize that it may not have anything to do with us. And I had pulled destiny. <laughs> so <laughs> talking about things that it needed to happen, right? Yeah. In order for us to have that end goal in sight. And it's not what happens to us, right? It's what happens for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, I pulled the Page of Swords. And what I really like about this is it kind of goes back to that perspective. It says, I expand my consciousness and I open up to new opportunities. And really, like I think, it's really about how we look at the situation. Yeah, your perspective. That's great. Well, we do have a caller on the line. So let's go ahead and take Cynthia from Everett. Cynthia, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Hi, Cynthia. Thanks for calling in. Yeah, so I can uh, totally relate. To what the uh, woman was saying about the job, I got let go from my job on last Friday. Oh, um, sorry to hear that. So the level is very heightened of the anger. And now um, it's kind of processed stuff, but I did accept another job, but I will have to move, and I don't know what's going to happen. So I guess my question is, I don't know what these finance. I'm in a big financial stress. Uh, level to have the job to pay off some debt that was credit card from when my husband died. And um, I guess I'm just trying to wonder what what the financial crunch is, what it's supposed to teach me, because I'm, you know, there's been a lot of abandonment in my life. So this is just like, it's corporate America. They do what they do. But, you know, I, I can't pick the perfect company because the capitalist system kind of works that way and I'm 60. Mm-hmm. So I, I guess somebody had said I'm not listening to my calling and I'm like, well, I'm, I, I can't do my calling if I'm homeless. I'm, I'm curious, how do you feel about this new opportunity even though you it re- would require I a move? I feel mixed emotions because it's like it's better to have a job and then still look for a job, but it's bringing up all issues that I would have to move, mm. potentially, and I'm also not sure about this company because um, it's just it's 50 miles there and 50 miles back. So then mm. um, I'm wondering what, you know, it's just it is a little more money, um, so I can get out of debt quicker is the way I'm looking at it, but it's a lot of upheaval, um, and I don't have a strong support system. And I do meditate, and I'm trying to just um, see where, you know, the tools to process this. Because, once again, a big piece in life is having a job. <clears throat> um, and I don't know, uh, you know, and this time before it starts, I'm kind of like partly just ready to rest. And other part says, no, you should just keep job hunting. Hmm. Jeanette, can you speak? Do you feel like you can do both? I mean, as mm-hmm. it, first of all, it, the, the fact that you will let go last week and you already have found something else is a gift. <laughs> yeah, that's what I said too. Yep. Okay. So if, if you focus on the gift part of it, 
and yep. focus on all the positive aspects of everything in your life, you're much more likely to bring more positive things into your life. If you start focusing on the commute, which does sound horrible, by the way, I'm not negating yeah. that at all, but to be driving around trip a hundred miles a day, but um, focusing on what can I do to make this better? Um, right. I can hold on to this and I can do this while I'm searching for something else. And do not use your age as a crutch. Mm. Um, you know, saying you're 60, Louise Hay started Hay House at the age of 60, and look what she did yeah, with that. Yeah, I, I get where you're coming from, but these are corporate jobs, and I've been in corporate America a long time, and this happens. Yeah. When you okay. branch out into a more uh, spiritual side and your own business, it's a little different. But th- these are companies, mm. and that's know, this true. Is a yeah. smaller company. But I hear what you're saying. Okay. The positive side, the community yeah. is early. It's 6.30 in the morning, so I'll leave at like 4.00. Oh, my gosh. I'm so sorry. I don't think that this is going to be the job. I think you're actually going to get more offers. And I think it has to do a lot with, first off, give yourself some some time to grieve your job loss. I mean, it just happened, right? I know. And and, and we're so... We're so programmed to just keep doing and keep being busy. And it's okay to take that time for yourself, right? And then give your back, give yourself some self-care and some self-nurture. And then, you know, Mm -hmm. refocus your mind. As Jeanette was saying, I do believe that there's going to be more opportunities coming in. I do not think that this is it. Like, oh, I just have to take this because it's the only one coming. You know, I, I don't believe that at all. I don't. Okay. But it starts with going back to you. And reconnecting with who you are and remembering that you aren't your job, right? right. And right. I, how long were you in this last job? A year and five months. Yeah. And we lose ourselves in our jobs, right? So mm-hmm. finding yourself again. And I, I, I strongly believe there's going to be other opportunities coming your way. and You're not going to have to do that commute. Okay. Yeah. And I, I, think- I, I love what Jeanette said. I mean, I do think like the universe is saying, hey, you're supported. Like yeah. you got a job right away. That's pretty right, good. So right. so it, that can help to take away a little bit of the fear and anxiety around it. Or a lack then, of self-confidence. And then I, yeah, yeah, and then I do agree, like, give yourself a little bit of time to continue looking around. And then before you make this decision, like, just really sit with it and see how it feels and, and trust yourself on that decision. And if it's a no, then, then trust that something else is going to come along. Yeah. Right. Jeanette, right. did you want to add? I do want to add because, Cynthia, your energy right now feels a little bit sad, but I I also feel that around you is energy that you're not picking up on quite yet. That is very supportive and loving. And I like what Rory said and Sakura. I don't think it's the last job. It's the be all end all job either. I think you're being put in what's called the meantime. Mm -hmm. So you're being supported while the opening for what you're really supposed to be doing comes up. And, and it looks like from your angel's perspective, it looks like there is something coming and it will take you all the way through to retirement in a very healthy financial way. Yeah. And okay. I pulled the card victory and success. <laughs> all right. So you're, you're on Thank it. You guys. You're on it. Chin up. Well, and I want to say like, you know, sometimes when we're in our job, we have our head down or not yeah. thinking about manifesting yeah. the next thing or yeah, the future. Sure. So you're in this place right now where you do have the opportunity just to imagine exactly what you want. And that's great, Rory. Yeah. The opportunity is yeah. yours. All right. Yep. Well, thank you for calling in. Yeah, I appreciate that. You guys, that really helped. Take care. Keep in touch with us, Cynthia, and let yeah. us know what happens yeah. next month. Okay. I appreciate that. I will. Thank all you. Right. All righty. Bye-bye. Yeah, it's a tough one. I, and imagine even all the layoffs that are happening at yeah, Microsoft I mean, and Amazon. And- I think there's just right away, it is a shock. Right. You know, I think, Jeanette, you were saying that earlier. It's like you, there's a shock. There's a, this feeling of betrayal almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I think, you know, it takes a little bit of time to be able to see it for what it is. Like sometimes, you know, the universe is like, I'm going to give you a kick <laughs> because you're <laughs> yeah. not really in the place that you want to be from what you told me yeah and so it's like we get out of these situations so we can get ideally into a better situation it doesn't always feel like that but i do think you have to see it that way first as you said Jeanette, you gotta like change that energy around it Mm -hmm. and the way that Mm -hmm. you're looking at it as okay the the universe is forcing my hand a little bit but this is an opportunity for me and so get excited about what's next yeah and presenting to us what we feel we're worth right i mean like we said like Jeanette, you said she needed to change the job, you know, mm-hmm. to have a better retirement. So Yeah, and to have what you want, you don't want to be stuck in that 
lack right. mentality, Scarcity. right? Like you're not mm-hmm. going to generate anything positive from that place. So you're right. Like you do need to feel it yeah. and experience it and then let it go and then move into that place of more positive thinking and energy. All right. Well, with that, we're going to take another quick break, but everyone stick around for more of the Conscious Coaching Hour. The passing of our loved ones always proves to be very challenging, but can be met with ease when working with someone who can hold space, compassion, and especially someone who works across the veil. Allow Sakura Sutter, multidimensional channeler and intuitive medium, to be your spiritual guide with the other side. No matter if you choose to communicate with your transitioned loved ones to help you with the grieving process, or connect with spiritual, galactic, and other light beings to explore and dive in more on your spiritual path, Sakura can assist you. Not only does Sakura channel insightful messages, but she also incorporates her metaphysical tools to help you move through blocks and unprocessed emotions and feelings, providing you with a closure, relief, and new mindset to move forward. So don't hesitate to take your first step towards healing so you can start living your life once again. Remote sessions available. Contact Sakura at sakurasutter.com. That's S-A-K-U-R-A-S-U-T-T-E-R.com. Men, care for your skin properly, starting with your face. Sakura Skin and Mind offers their Gentleman's Groom Clinical Facial designed for your rugged skin. A deep cleansing clinical facial is like a one, two, three punch to wrinkles, age spots, and problem skin. Tame those brows, ears, and nostrils. Sakura Skin and Mind, erasing wrinkles one clinical facial at a time. Learn more at sakuraskinandmind.com. S-A-K-U-R-A. SkinAndMind.com If you're planning on building a home or a major landscaping project, you'll want the team of Stone Resources on your side. Safely, effectively, and correctly working with our unique terrain requires local knowledge and environmental care. For 21 years, Stone Resources has been making sure their customers' biggest investment is on solid ground. Trust your next earth-moving project to Stone Resources. Call 425-754-6792. That's 425-754-6792. Stone Resources. We make the earth move. And remember, if you need dirt or have dirt to get rid of, you can call on us. 425-754-6792. Welcome back to Love from the Hip presents the Conscious Coaching Hour. I'm Sakura Sutter, intuitive medium and spiritual coach. I'm also the host of Love from the Hip. And I'm Jeanette Dames, angel therapy practitioner and heal your money story coach. And I'm transformational coach, author, and your host, Roy Reich. Be sure to also check us out on Sundays at 9 p.m. South African time on Cape Town Zone Radio 88.5 FM. All right. Well, let's go to some of our messages we have on Facebook. Eric, can you help us out? Sure. Dara from Santa Rosa says, I'm the breadwinner in my family and end up missing out on important milestones and events. Makes me feel just awful. How can I continue supporting my family financially and not feeling like I'm abandoning them? Mm, Who wants to go first? (laughs) Jeanette does. I'll start. Uh, well, because it's a loaded question. And and there's more things in there, Dara, than just um, feeling like you're abandoning them. Because um, we also know that you need to continue to support your family financially. So, you know, where can we take steps to start with that? How can you find how can you f- support them financially differently to be able to be around them for there are family issues for the events, for the milestones, for the kids, whatever that might be. We're living in a really weird time right now with our financial options in the world. And some in some areas, it allows us tons more options, especially work at home options. Mm-hmm. And some we're how depending on our skill level and what we're doing, we have to be out there busting our buns. But um, as a Heal Your Money Story Coach, the, one of the first things that we deal with is our attitudes and our thoughts about where the money comes from. And our your job is not your source. The universal energy is your source. And that created everything on our planet. And when you can tap into the fact that there's an unlimited supply of energy and of money, as long as you tap into that and don't limit yourself by your thinking, then that's where we would go. Firstly, is working on the financial situation. 
so that you don't have to continue to abandon abandon them. But what would you guys tell Dara? I don't know if Dara is a man or a woman, but having conversations with your family about the situations and why you're not there would be really important for the emotional well-being. Completely tough. And as a single mom, I missed out on so many events with my daughter. And it wasn't until she got of age where she could voice that, (laughs) where it didn't seem to hurt as much. Um, Mm -hmm. But it was really when I pivoted and opened my own business that I allowed me more flexibility to be there for her. But it was still hard. And I had to set boundaries with work. I just had to Mm -hmm. um, because those are, you know, formidable years. And those are the years you miss out on. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to go back to reframing the situation. I think it's also like, yes, there's a lot of ways to make money. And maybe the ideal solution in the situation is to find a different way to make money, Mm -hmm. to have more time. I think in the meantime, it's also, you know, it's a very busy world and there's a lot of expectations, right? We're expected as parents to go to work all day and make lots of money and then pick up the kids and then drive them to all their events and then go to here. And, And at some point you have to have some realistic expectations of what you're Mm -hmm. capable of doing and to find some peace with that. Mm -hmm. Right. And then, yes, you can have conversations with your family like, Hey, obviously I can't be around all the time. I'm working during the day. I'm doing this, but like, I'm going to make up for that when I come home at night and we're going to go do these things. And you, and you're right. Like it's about communication and being realistic about what you're capable of doing in those situations. Because a lot of time we're our worst enemy. I get, yes, the kids are going to say some things, but then harboring that guilt yeah. and feeling bad about it and then just continuing to exist in that situation is doing nobody any good. And so Well and at the same time if you're, you know, drowning yourself in your job, you're also not taking time out for you. Yep. Right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. good point. So self care is really important. Yeah. And it's about trying to build a life that's realistic mm-hmm. and is and it's challenging, right? Especially yeah. when you have kids and all these other factors. Uh, it's not just yourself. Yeah. I hope that helps you, Dara. All right, Eric, do we have more messages? Yeah, Linda from Carlsbad says, what steps can I take to leave my partner who's struggling with drug addiction without feeling a sense of abandonment? Gosh. Who wants to take that one? (laughs) Well, I've been here, and I'd say the, the first thing you need to do is choose yourself. When you choose yourself, you will no longer feel that you leaving is any form of abandonment at all. In fact, you're abandoning yourself by choosing to stay within that relationship. And I tried, you know, as a healer, I thought, no, I can heal him of his drug addictions. Yeah. And and also I wanted to be around for his son as well. But I, I, that's, I couldn't do that. And it's just, you know, also coming to terms with that and admitting it. That you, that's not for you to do. I think also realizing that your partner who is struggling with the drug addiction has already abandoned themselves and has already abandoned you. Mm. And so it, there's not, it's not, it may be perceived as you abandoning that person, but the, it's already happened. And there is, once they're at the, you're at that point in any relationship, it's very sad because usually the person who has the addiction doesn't realize it or is not willing to admit it. And that's where the, their abandonment of self comes in. So, you know, we support you, Linda, in realizing that you're not leaving them, you're supporting yourself. I think what Sakura said is really, really important. It, you need to put yourself first and this because is, you cannot change them. It's a decision they have to make. Yeah. And this is something I hear also with a lot of my clients with their kids, right? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be tough. I mean, I think ultimately we can't fix, heal, or solve anyone else's problems. And exactly. There's, and there's a there's a there's a line in our children. Yeah, there's a line. You support until you get to a place where you realize like that's it's not going to change, mm-hmm. and then you have to make a decision. And yeah, I mean, I can't imagine that with a child. That'd be a, an incredibly difficult decision. Yeah. But even with a partner, like at some point. Only they can make that change. And no matter how much you love them or there to support them or try to fix their problems, they have to be the change. And if it's dragging you down, it's not helping anybody. I hope that helps you, Linda. 
All right. Well, that's all the time we have for today. We want to thank Eric, our amazing producer, KKNW, Cape Town Zone Radio, and you, the listener. Don't forget to subscribe, like, and share our podcast, The Conscious Coaching Hour, which you can find there Love from the Hip. That's H-Y-P, anywhere you can find podcasts. On our next show, we'll be discussing the topic of overwhelm. What are the symptoms? What is too much? And what can we do about it? Love the show? Have a question you'd like us to answer on the air? Follow us, like us, and message us on Instagram or Facebook at Love from the Hip. And that's H-Y-P. If you have any more questions about today's topic or any other topic you'd like to talk with one of us about privately, you can reach us at sakurasetter.com, roryreich.com, and riverangelranch.com. Tune in every month on Wednesdays from 2 to 3 p.m. on AM 1150 KKNW and Sundays at 9 p.m. South African time on Cape Town's 88.5 FM for more of the Conscious Coaching Hour. Where we help you awaken your intuition and inner coach. So you can live your best life. Do you wonder why you repeat behaviors that don't serve you? Do you struggle with self-love? Are you intimidated by situations where you want to stand up for yourself but can't? If any of those resonate with you, you may be living someone else's story. This can lead to dysfunctional relationships, emotional shutdowns, and regrets. Every part of your life may be a reflection of someone else's story. It's time to live your life. In 2005, spiritual life coach Jeanette Dames realized she was living other people's stories. She recreated her life to live her story and love, joy, peace, health, and prosperity showed up. From this deep transformation, Jeanette has developed a six-week coaching program to help you create your life your way. She can help you make it a dazzling reality. It's time to let go of what you absorbed from others and create the life you want. Visit RiverAngelRanch.com for more information. That's R-I-V-E-R-A-N-G-E-L-R-A-N-C-H.com. Peach fuzz is great. If it's on a peach, let Sakura Skin and Mind remove unsightly hair with dermaplaning. Although its primary purpose is to remove layers of dead skin, it's just one of the added benefits, leaving your skin baby smooth, safe, effective, fast, and affordable. What a concept! Sakura Skin and Mind wants you to look your very best, and dermaplaning is just one tool in their chest. Find out about dermaplaning at sakuraskinandmind.com. S-A-K-U-R-A, skinandmind.com. We bring out the healthy skin and healthy way of thinking you didn't know you had.